0: And welcome to episode 331 of Geek Town Radio. I am back this week with... How are you doing? I'm good, David. How are you doing? I'm good, thank you. You were on last week, so less stuff
1: to catch up on. But what have you been up to? Some of the same things, which I will give a brief mention to in a minute. But two newer things that I checked out. So I jumped into the first episode of Foundation. Most of my stuff here is Apple TV Mm -hmm. things. I took your advice, which is pay extra attention. Yes. Um, That piece of advice did work. Obviously, most TV shows like that, that are quite sort of deep and detailed, you can't be scrolling through twitter and, yes. and things like that no you can't um, definitely not do that show. <laughs> No, because you'll look up and you'll be like what what happened <laughs> yeah. uh, it was quite a good show there was still even with me paying like full attention there was still a lot to take in in even yes. i've only seen the first episode and i enjoyed the first episode and i thought okay i am going to watch more of it but i think i'm gonna try and watch it a bit slower i, I think if i try and binge watch the show it's just going to be loads of information just sort of yeah flooded at me kind of thing so i'm gonna try and watch it kind of slowly and there is like I think 10 episodes or yes. something and they're about an hour so there's a big chunk of TV there. The only complaint I really had or like piece of confusion is... The two main characters get set up to do their research on this other planet. They get exiled in quotes, but yes, sort of like half exiled. It's kind of interesting. And then they go to travel to this other region thing. And I was like, oh, I can't wait to see them on their journey with like everything they'd set throughout the episode. And then they did a time jump of 35 years. And I thought, oh, I wanted to see what happened in that time. Yes, And then the main female character, who's then obviously older, goes to touch this thing, and then the episode ends there. Mm. And that was kind of like, oh, okay, I I would like to have seen that. Don't
0: worry, that show jumps around in time an awful lot so it will jump and show you bits of the future it'll then jump back and fill in bits in the middle it's all over the place the structure of that intentionally that's not a negative thing it jumps around in time an awful lot so it's not entirely clear what's going on and that adds to some of the sort of mystery but also to the confusion when you're watching it because there are things going on there which you may have slightly misunderstood, but it becomes clearer as you go through it. It is a very dense, very complex show that. I thought they did an amazing job with it, but it's one of those things that you kind of need to see the entire 10 episodes for it actually all to make proper sense. Right. So don't worry about the fact that yes, there was a time jump in there because it will go backwards and fill in some of the blanks for you as well. Okay, because I thought the younger
1: actress of that main character was doing really well Mm -hmm. in that role. So I guess that'll be good to go back to. That's not something I'm just going to stick on. That's going to be something where when I'm in the mood and have the time kind of thing and sort of digest it instead of like, hey, let's throw an episode of this. It's, It's not like The Simpsons that you can just kind of No, no, no. Just stick on TV, so... Yeah, but no, I, I look forward to getting back to it. I don't know when exactly that's going to happen, but when I'm in the mood and when I've got time, I think it's the best way to watch that because out of all the things I'm watching, that's a very sort of particular thing. So, yeah, but uh, I, I didn't have any other really complaints with the episode. I followed pretty much most of what was going on. I was more interested in the uh, main two lead characters and what they were doing as opposed to these other political kind of group meetings that were going on. And I was trying to see like, okay, what's going on with that? It was just m- my interest was more with the main two lead characters. And then obviously you got that big thing that kind of happens, which was yes. um, quite interesting as well. But no, I thought it was good. Yeah, I thought it was good. Yeah. I want to give some quick mentions. And I mentioned these last time. These are probably the shows I'm enjoying the most, which is Euphoria and Servant, both about halfway through each of their seasons. Still really, really great. I still think Zendaya's doing a... Phenomenal job in that role. I think they're doing a really good job with a lot of the other characters as well. Obviously, it's very dark, very, very adult, obviously, and everything like that. But all, all the sort of different themes with all different characters, because they're kind of going through different things, it's being played very, very well. There's one particular character which you could kind of look at as a bit of like um a bratty, sort of spoilt teenager. But if you look a bit more at her situation, you can kind of understand a bit more. Because that's kind of some of, I guess, the problem with some of these teenage drama shows is sometimes you could look at some of the characters and be like oh why are you being so sort of like spoiled and and whatnot and it's one of the characters that's in a slightly richer family situation as opposed mm-hmm. to some of the others but they're still my point is they're still doing a really really great job with different characters different themes and uh, different sort of struggles for them so that's been fantastic as well i can't wait to watch the episode later i'll probably watch walking dead first and then watch that the other one i've watched is servant as well obviously that's my thursday slash friday tv depending on when i watch it the episode get released about 2am on Thursdays and they're only about 30 minutes so uh, I get tempted to watch those a bit earlier sometimes and that's just a 30 minute treat every week they're expanding a bit more on what they're doing this season I can't be specific as to why because it would be a big spoiler for the show but the show's just really creepy it's really well shot every like camera shot I feel like M. Night is trying to get you to look for things even simple shots such as um there's a scene that's shot in the street in last week's episode and there's like a balloon that randomly goes up in the air cause it's like street party fundraiser thing and there's like this shot of a balloon that goes up in the end it's like why are you showing me that there's probably a reason you're showing me that or some sort of symbolism or foreshadowing for something yeah. um m night doesn't tend to just do things in that show for no reason yes as well which is great so uh, i've really enjoyed that and then the other thing i've watched which is a brand new show actually called severance This is a really, really interesting, very particular show. I I was trying to, as I was watching it, I was trying to think of other shows I've seen that are similar and none are really coming to mind. It's kind of this um, dystopian future, slow burn-ish type of thing. So a bit like a Mr. Robot in, in the same wheelhouse as that type of show. Right. Essentially, the idea is you've got these, a group of four people, they live perfectly normal lives, they go home, go to work, go home, go to work, that kind of thing. They do the nine to five office job. But the difference is when they are at home or out of work, they have one set of memories. And then when they go to work and get in an elevator, their brain switches to work memories. (laughs) Right. So when they are at work, they don't know what's happening in their home life. And then when they're in their home life, they don't know what's going on at work. And there's so many questions around how that would function. There's even a few sly little sort of, jokes put into certain little points one of them is like oh you're probably like a terrible father and they talk about um, making dinner and stuff when they get home and one of the guys there, I think he said something like oh I don't do the dinner which for his memories he's never cooked home dinner because yeah that set of his memories is at work so it's a really really interesting really weird show but the first episode uh, first two episodes actually which are available were pulled off really really well it was very very different as well uh, for those of you who might not be able to quite get to the show yet because they are an hour each i'd recommend some of you to go on you could probably find it on youtube just watch the opening title sequence it's really even the title sequence itself is really quite uh trippy and sort of telling of what to expect and um, it's quite a long one as well but uh, yeah go, go and watch like, at least the title sequence that will give you a bit of an idea um, have you heard of the show, watched it at all I, like
0: I have heard of it um, I haven't got to watching it yet it does sound really kind of interesting, I hadn't really looked yeah. into it all that much cast is really good, it's directed by Ben Stiller it's Ben Stiller producing it as well the cast is Adam Scott from Parks and Rec, Deach and Lachman in there who people may know from like Neighbours she was in but Dol House, Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. she popped up in as well, Christopher Walken, Patricia Arquette, John Toruno. Yeah, there's some good names in there. So it's a very solid cast. I'm quite interested in actually sitting and watching that. I I will uh, take a look at it, definitely. Yeah. Yeah, I
1: watched the first two episodes back to back, so I'm caught up now for their Friday. Mm -hmm. episodes but it's one of them shows where you'll definitely have tons of questions even once you watch the first 15 30 minutes of the episodes even as far as like because there's this scene near the start where to get from the elevator to their work desks, there's loads of turns in this corridor and even the simple questions is like okay who made this corridor so you (laughs) turn like six times and there's like a long stretch of a scene that kind of goes through that and okay why did somebody make a corridor like this and the fact that like the building is quite empty Tea and all, all this kind of weird stuff but it's it's really really good i really uh enjoy my time with it and it just it'll leave you questioning things and what's kind of going on there's one particular sort of character who's joins in the first episode and she's kind of with you as the audience she kind of questions things and tries to rebel slightly as well so that was a uh, that was very good but yeah that's what i've been up to roughly apart from i uh, got horizon forbidden what's the new one called forbidden west uh, installing yes now, and I've been playing Dying Light 2, which I've been enjoying as well. But uh, what about you, David?
0: Gaming-wise, I've been messing around in Satisfactory again, because Update 5 has come out since last time I was playing with it, and uh, it's still in early access, but I still can spend hours and hours building factories and stuff in that game. So that's been really fun. But TV-wise, Bel-Air is one of the first things that I want to talk about, because I've been working my way through that. I've been very interested in this series coming out, because this is, of course, the dramatic remake of The Fresh Prince of Bel-Air. Yeah, and... I thought that was a really intriguing idea particularly based off a little short trailer slash film thing that this guy did and put on YouTube and Will Smith heard about it thought it was brilliant and contacted him and basically said we should turn this into a TV show it's The Fresh Prince of Bel-Air but done as an hour long drama there's been various mixed reviews about it it seems to be on sort of Metacritic Rotten Tomatoes it seemed to be sitting around 60-65% I think that's a little bit unfair I mean The Guardian wrote a fairly snooty review about it, but it's The Guardian. So, you know, (laughs) I actually really enjoyed it. Um, I think the lead is very well cast. I could maybe do with a few more gags in it, and I know that isn't what it's there for, but there are points where they do hit certain sort of slightly comedic situations, and I kind of want to push it, wants them to push that a little bit further. And I know they're trying to sort of not make it a comedy and make it far more dramatic. It sort of feels somewhere in the realm of something like Empire at the moment, that sort of series. Mm-hmm. The characters are generally fairly similar, but cooler, <laughs> you know, than the other TV show like Carlton in this. Isn't the sort of massive nerd that he was in Fresh Prince. He's far more the top dog at school. He commands sort of a certain amount of respect. So they've altered that character a little bit to make him a bit more of a kind of cooler version of that. character. Character, but he is one of the only black kids at what is essentially a, a very high-end posh private school and there are certain things that come with that because of the fact that he tries to fit in so there is a point where will walks in on them in the locker room and some of the white kids are rapping and are using very inappropriate language and will pulls him up on it and it's like why are you letting him get away with this and carton sort of doesn't see a problem with it you know so There's more about that sort of tension of the background of the character of Will that grew up on the streets of sort of West Philly and Carlton who has had this very privileged life and sees nothing wrong with what he's doing. So you've got all that going on. Hillary, who is the older daughter, they've turned into a social media influencer, which works very well for that sort of character because she always was a bit more of a socialite on the TV show. So that sort of seems like the next natural step. You know, if you're setting it into days times that sort of makes sense Mm -hmm. they've got philip banks who is the uncle that takes will in he's still a lawyer but he's running for da so they've got all that that they can kind of deal with and make sort of interesting plot lines out of that Jazz is still in there as the taxi driver that Will meets on his way to the airport, but they've also expanded that character as well. So he also owns a record store and they've fleshed him out a lot more rather than in just being a sort of comedy foil. Vivian's far more kind of grounded character in the, in the fact that she's the sister to Will's mother and she's sort of battling also the fact that she is now this very, very wealthy Bel-Air living person, but she also have roots in Philly as well. So they've got a lot more complex with the characters. And you also get a lot more about the sort of aftermath of what happened in Philadelphia being the reason that Will sort of moved out, which, you know, as you know, from the title sequence of Fresh Prince was the fact that he was playing basketball. There was an incident and that's why they moved in from Philadelphia to L.A. But you actually get to see that and you actually get a bit more background about that, which they didn't do in the original show and the aftermath of that and what happened to his friend who was with him. So there's a lot more depth to it. Overall, I think they have done a really interesting job, and it does make for an interesting, compelling drama. I'm actually quite enjoying it. There's four episodes up at the moment on Peacock, so you can go and find it on Peacock if you've got Sky. I would say it is worth taking a look at, definitely. It isn't Laugh a Minute, like Fresh Prince was, because it's not supposed to be. That's not the point of it. But I think it sets out to achieve something in terms of taking that basic structure and that basic idea of what the Fresh Prince of Bel-Air was, turning it into a dramatic story. That's what they said they wanted to do, and that's what they've done. I think they've achieved that very very well so uh, I do think it's worth looking at I think it's interesting and different and makes for a solid drama in its own right yeah I'm assuming you've not caught any of that uh, no I am interested I've seen
1: parts of the Fresh Prince of Bel-Air but I do need to go and watch that one as well I think that's also on Sky isn't it it like, is last time yeah. last time I checked it was yeah. it is
0: up on Sky as well so I've got both of them to watch yes probably
1: be best I guess for me to watch one version and then the other instead of mixing them
0: potentially so, yeah. yeah I mean may- or maybe you could watch the. The first season of, of Fresh Prince and then watch the first season of Bel-Air possibly and just do a direct comparison of the two because <laughs> I don't know I mean I, I have watched most of Fresh Prince of Bel-Air but I haven't seen it for quite a while because I kind of watched it when it originally came out mm-hmm. over here so um I, when did it come out the 90s or something oh yeah I would have said 90s so yeah. it's been a while since I've actually seen it so I don't know whether they actually completely reused any of the original storyline or any of the basis of the original storylines. I'm not entirely sure. But yeah, I mean, the basic premise is the the setup is the same. It just takes this far more dramatic turn to it. But I I think they've done a very nice job with it. Good, Marvelous Mrs. Maisel also has returned this week for season four. Pretty much picks up almost exactly where they left it at the end of the last season, which is Midge having had a sort of fairly catastrophic failure in her career without giving too much away about what happens the end of season three, but she is now back home and working out how to pick up all the pieces and move forward and what she sort of wants to do next. I love that show. I think it's wonderful. It's funny. They're doing a brilliant job with it and it just continues to be more of the same. So keep on doing what they're doing. I think it's really fun and was really superb. Peacemaker had its finale this week as well. And I don't want to go into too much detail about this because I know it hasn't aired in the UK yet, but uh, you know, through various connections, I have been watching it over there. I really enjoyed that show and I think it's brilliantly structured in a way of you actually feeling for Peacemaker. It's such a wonderful bit of writing because if you saw Peacemaker in Suicide Squad he basically comes off as a bit of a dick the entire time you Mm -hmm. know so to take that character I think that was one of the things that you sort of thought going into this it was just going to be him being like that throughout all the way through and just going to be blood and guts and violence and all that sort of thing but it really kind of goes into his background quite a lot and it's very much James Gunn's weird sense of humour to it I mean the opening title sequence itself is very very James Gunn and very funny from that moment on that sort of sets the tone for it throughout and the writing just does an excellent job of you making you actually care and understand why Peacemaker is the person that he is and also there is a a really interesting if slightly weird plot that goes through the entire thing it's wonderfully strange ends very very well there is a lot of jokes in it as you go through it as well, mainly at the expense of other DC people. Uh, There are a few interesting cameos, which I mean, I'm sure if you've looked around the internet, you may have seen a few of those. Cast very well, really interesting, well put together show. It's been renewed for a second season and I'm very much looking forward to that coming back. It's been really, really good fun. Have you managed to, Catch any of that. I'm not sure whether you've got access to it or not. So, my journey with this show
1: was I watched the first episode. I did a podcast on that episode and I basically didn't like it at all and decided I was already kind of like, I'm not quite interested in the show because I didn't like Peacemaker after the film. But I thought I'd give it a chance, see what the first episode's got to offer. And the things I hoped and would have wanted it to do in the first episode, it didn't do them at all. And then I paid no attention to it or as little attention as I could. I mean, a lot of people were talking about it. So, obviously, I saw some of that conversation and then the finale episode came around i heard about the cameo and instead of actually watching the last episode, you could just find the, the cameo clip itself on YouTube. So I watched that and I was in the same camp as most people, which is like, what the hell is this? <laughs> and then I did a sort of, I guess, a bit of a conclusion-ish episode talking about the cameo itself and just other things around it. And that's been my kind of journey with the show. And if they do anything else that's similar to that cameo or, or something which I feel like I want to talk about with like the second season if they do other things like that that's probably when I'll talk about it next but I don't have interest to watch like the other episodes but I'm glad people have enjoyed it I mean we've only seen James Gunn attempt storytelling with one set of Marvel characters and one set of DC characters which is Guardians of the Galaxy and then obviously Suicide Squad and then spinning off to Peacemaker Even when I initially first saw Suicide Squad, I felt that James's comedy worked better with the Guardians than it did with the Suicide Squad characters. And maybe that's a bit of the sort of Marvel comedy side that just I felt worked better with James's writing because I very much enjoyed those two Guardians films. Mm-hmm. but that's where i stand with all that basically it's
0: interesting because i it really hit with me and uh i i don't know whether it's just i like james gunn's sort of humor i'm i'm not sure mm-hmm. but mm-hmm. i thought they I, I like really it awesome i just prefer,
1: i just prefer him with the marvel stuff yeah. I, I suppose yeah plus i think as well you know how you tended to enjoy things like the wacky side of doom patrol and legends yeah maybe that wacky side with this fits better because I, I can enjoy those types of stories if they've got other things going on i suppose but i know that you tend to gravitate towards that a bit more and maybe i mean i didn't see like episodes two through eight and i'm guessing they did some i heard about some other things that they did and maybe that just suits more of what you like as opposed to what i do which is, yeah. Which is fine yeah,
0: yeah yeah maybe that's it but yes i do hope it gets a uk broadcaster i i know who would pick it up in the uk that's the only yeah. thing um <laughs> because it is a very off the wall weird thing so mm. i i don't know i mean my gut feeling is says somebody like amazon but now it's completely out yeah, and somebody's got, got could, the boys
1: are not they so. yeah
0: now it's completely out they can drop it up as a box set we may get a uk broadcaster but yeah. We'll have to wait and see. Mm. Well, I suppose
1: everybody's got to take their turn We're getting DC shows because everybody's got like one each now in the (laughs) UK.
0: Pretty much. They are all over the
1: place. Maybe it's Apple's turn next. I don't know. (laughs) Maybe. Peacemaker on Apple.
0: Yes. Um, The other thing I wanted to mention is there was a trailer that went up for Chippendale Rescue Rangers the movie this is actually a film which is going to be coming out on disney plus and we'd heard about it before and i mean i did are you aware of Chippendale dale rescue rangers because it's way before your time i would think I, i'm until. aware of them i've never really like ventured yeah. into that but so i mean it was a tv show it was saturday morning cartoons when those were a thing you know when mm-hmm. i was a kid and you know i used to love Chippendale. dale they were great and they were making this new thing, and I thought, well, okay, that's interesting. I'm not sure I'm really going to be that interested in a film. They dropped the trailer for it and they described it as not a reboot, but a comeback 30 years in the making. And what they've done is they've taken a sort of Hugh Frame Roger Rabbit kind of idea to it. So it is a hybrid live action and animated action comedy. And it catches up with Chip and Dale 30 years after their TV show got canned in sort of modern day (laughs) Los Angeles. So the pair of them are, are kind of estranged from each other. You've got John Mullaney voicing Chip and you've got Andy Sandberg voicing Dale. Hilariously, they've made it so Dale has actually had what they describe as CGI surgery. So Dale is a 3D CGI character, whereas Chip is still a 2D hand-drawn animated character. So oh, that's interesting. So I, I just thought that was a wonderfully fun hmm. way of doing it. They do have cameos from other characters in there, like Roger Rabbit himself does make an appearance in here and uh, some of the animated characters as well. The basic plot is when a former castmate mysteriously disappears, Chip and Dale must repair their broken friendship and take on the Rescue Rangers detective personas once again to save their friend's life. So that's the sort of driving force behind it. I think this looks like it's going to be really interesting and really fun. And as I say, the trailer is up on the website if you want to take a look at it. But if you'd sort of dismissed it as, oh, well, it'll just be, you know, a big screen thing with them doing adventures and stuff. It isn't. It's very much playing on the nostalgia element to it for people that are more my age that remember the original cartoon and is messing around with a lot of those sort of tropes that you got in things like Roger Rabbit as well, Um, I suppose Space Jam to a certain extent. Mm -hmm. But I thought this looked really fun and really different and really interesting. So it's going to be one to look out for it comes 20th of may onto disney plus it is going into disney plus not cinemas certainly one to look out for i think
1: yeah i like the um, cg live action kind of hybrid thing i Mm -hmm. I like that i like the way it's done in um space jam and and things like that so that kind of intrigued me
0: yeah definitely check out the trailer but it is really quite interesting so one to look out for that's all the stuff we've been doing this week let's move on to some tv and film news (laughs) So we kick off the TV and film news with the renewals, cancellations and pickups. Lots of, not so much cancellations, but uh, things coming to an end. Marvelous and Mrs. Maisel, as I mentioned earlier, is back for its fourth season right now, but just before the fourth season dropped, they announced it had been renewed for a fifth season, but will be ending with that fifth season as well. I think that's probably the right choice. Much as I love the show and would love to sit and be able to watch it forever, I mm. think because of the story which is basically about Midge going from being this suburban housewife to getting the sort of shot on TV that is sort of the arc of it and I think there is only so long you can run that arc so I think five seasons is a good solid length for it and bringing it to an end then I I think works very, very well. So that will be coming to an end, but there is the whole of season four to go and the whole of season five to go yet. Donald Glover came out and announced that Atlanta will be finishing with its fourth season. The third season isn't out yet. That's due in the spring, but uh, fourth season will be the last one. I'm not sure if he's given a reason for that being full season other than he decides he wants to wrap up the story. But I mean, he's had so many problems actually just physically getting the show. Out there between hmm. his film work, his music, and all the other things that Donald Glover does, it's taken so long just to get the third season there because I think it was like 2019 or something, it might have even been 2018 for the second season. So it's been a long time coming for the third season, and it's just got delayed because he's so busy. So I'm glad that he's kind of rounding it off how he wants to round it off, but he has said that uh, the fourth season will be the last. But there is again, there's a third season to come, and then the fourth season.
1: Yeah, it's been a long time for that show. I think that was airing on on that Fox channel, which was on now. It was. uh, Last time, yeah. I know they put some episodes on BBC or whatever, but it's been a while since season three. It's a really, really good show though. So I'm looking forward to that
0: finishing. Yeah, it was 2018 was the second season. So, uh, you know, it's been a long, long while that third season in development. And the problem is that he writes it all himself and with everything else he's doing, I I, kind of get, you know, that he he wants to tell a particular story, it's going to be four seasons in length. He's wrapping it how he wants to. So that's all fine. But yeah, season three, Three June spring season four will be at some point after that, but God knows how long that'll take. Presumably, that's going to end up on Disney Plus because it was on Fox previously. Yeah. Stranger Things is also ending with a fifth season, but there is still a load more Stranger Things to come before then. Season four apparently has been extended in terms of its overall length, so I don't know whether that means there's more episodes of it or whether that means the episodes themselves are longer, but they have said there is more. It's Season four is basically the longest season they've done. So they've actually split it into two parts. It's going to be volume one coming out on the 27th of May, and then volume two will drop on the 1st of July. Then there will be a fifth and final season after that. And again, you know, we've been talking about Stranger Things potentially coming to an end since the last season because, I mean, the last season kind of wrapped things to a certain extent, although they did have a number of things they left dangling. Creative decision, again, I entirely respect that. That's how they're going to do it, and uh, yeah, fifth and final season will be coming after season four drops. Let's say May and July are the two dates for that. Yeah,
1: I mean the the kids aren't really the kids anymore, are well, they? Well, they're, no. they're, they're all like they teenagers adults. and young adults yeah. now, aren't they? pretty much Um, yeah so they're they're obviously getting getting older i think somebody made a joke that like once we hit the 50s and they'll be in their 30s or something but (laughs) (laughs) yeah possible um but no i'm looking forward to obviously it's one of netflix's best shows probably netflix's popular if not one of its most popular shows i'm gonna guess that they're gonna do eight and eight or ten and ten and then like a 10 episode final season or something Um, Possibly. i'm I'm trying to think of another show they've done they've done loads of shows where they had like part one part two but you know it's sort of like a whole season but Mm. yeah split up into different things i think they're doing the same thing with like ozark aren't they the fourth season yeah i I think but yeah we'll see how it goes i'm sure it'll be great anyway
0: yeah it was interesting the way it was phrased i don't know whether it is actually more episodes or whether it's just the episodes themselves are longer So it may be five and five, but the episodes are like an hour and a half each or something. I I don't know. Mm -hmm. Um, But that's what they've said is that, that season four is longer in length. But as I say, I don't know whether that's episodes or just the episode length of them. And uh, one of the little bit of news that popped out was uh, why the Last Man, which we knew was cancelled already, but they talked a little bit about the cancellation during the press tour, and he basically said, "Yeah, I really love the show." The guy, the guy that runs, um, it's FX, I think it was commissioned by, and so or, yeah. uh, or Hulu or FX on Hulu, I can't remember. If it was one of those. But the guy that runs it basically said, "Yeah, I really, really love the show. I thought it was great. The problem is that we keep a very close eye on the viewer retention number." and they literally fell off the cliff after the first episode which is really unfortunate but I mean he said he was basically saying I've never seen a drop so steep <laughs> so yeah I mean that was pretty much it. it it just its numbers just took a nosedive after the first episode and there was just no justifiable way they could keep it going so if you like that series that's why it was cancelled so quickly because they cancelled it halfway through its first season yeah. and I, mm. I sort of enjoyed the f- couple of episodes I watched watched of it but then they cancelled it and i was like i don't really want to kind of go and watch the rest of it now because i know yeah. it's
1: not going to conclude so yeah, it's unfortunate i remember watching that trailer and thinking oh this is like you know that post-apocalyptic sort of thing that's right up my alley and uh yeah after the first couple of episodes it's just sort of like where is this story sort of going <laughs> yeah and then it got cancelled and uh, i think it's still hanging around on my continue watching list because for some reason you can't remove those things yes which is annoying but yeah it's a shame
0: a shame but you know, at least we have a reason Now, I mean, we don't know what the retention numbers were like because it was on streaming services, but he basically just said, yeah, the retention numbers just fell off a cliff. So Mm -hmm. in terms of renewals, The Bay has been renewed for a fourth season on IATV. So that will be coming back. Transplant, which was a Canadian medical drama, which I think they ran the first season during lockdown over here. I don't think they've run the second season. That was on Sky Witness, but uh, they've announced that a third season has come for that. So whether they'll put the second season out or whether that was sort of a one-off thing to fill scheduling time, I don't know. But they have said that there is a third season coming for that. Dave, which was the comedy that has been renewed for a third season by FX, that ran on the BBC over here. But, you know, with the BBC and FX stuff, I'm not sure exactly what's going on with that. So that'll either come back on the BBC or come back on Disney+. Plus. Peacemaker, as I mentioned earlier, that's been renewed for a second season. So that's coming back. Fargo has been renewed for a fifth season one of the interesting things about that is most of the episodes so far have been very much set back in time and what they've said is this is going to be a 90s set one so it's going Mm. to be much closer to current time which is kind of interesting but not said much more about it other than that that will uh, be coming back for a fifth season season that should be staying on channel four because it's although it is an fx show it's not directly made by disney so that's why Mm -hmm. it's on channel four over here halo has already been renewed for a second season so that will be coming back whether you like it or not whatever you thought of the trailer for that on Paramount plus we will of course be I we'll talk a little bit more about Paramount plus in a moment but uh, that will be coming back they said
1: this week uh, we, me and Robert talked about it yesterday on the gaming talk they said that they're going to reveal Master Chief's face which they've never done before in the games and I said Ooh. the funny thing is the funny thing is about that is we already know what his face looks like because we know the actor that's playing him yes um, and some people's made an argument of like oh in the, in the books or whatever he takes his mask off but you can't see that because Mm. um, I'm assuming they were talking about a written book and not like a comic book. Yeah, yeah. But obviously in a book, it's left up to you to visualize things. I did quite enjoy that original trailer. I know that there's some mixed thoughts on how cortana looks but then when you've got a live action thing like that she's going to look a bit different yeah but no i thought it looked i thought it looked pretty good from that trailer just be a case of waiting for paramount to launch over here so i can watch that and Star Trek.
0: yes billions has also been renewed for a seventh season which i'm very happy about because it was a big thing the sixth season because they lost damian lewis at the end of the uh, fifth season so i'm glad that they've stuck with it and uh, I think the sixth season they're doing a brilliant job Corey Stoll who is taken over the sort of lead role or the co-lead role opposite poor he's doing a great job there and uh, I'm glad that they've have managed to sort of navigate that because losing one of your main leads is kind of a huge deal and uh, mm-hmm. they seem to have navigated it perfectly so uh, i'm very happy that that's coming back for a seventh season is there still like a good story going on for that and yeah everything? yeah in actual yeah. fact i think it's actually helped quite a lot because okay. you've now got a different relationship between the two leads and they sort of pivoted focus slightly because Corey Stoll's character is very very different to Axe who is Damien Lewis's character so it actually has helped refresh things quite a lot and it's given them a bit of a sort of kick in a slightly different direction so it works really really well and you know when you're six seasons in that's actually quite useful so I think they've done a really solid job with that I'm very interested to see where they go on mm. the rest of this season and the seventh season in pickups and other news uh, Piggy Blinders finally has an actual premiere date. we knew it coming in February but uh, February Sunday the 27th at 9pm on BBC one Piggy Blinders season six will land and that is the final season although there may be a movie following it there'd just be up and down about whether that's actually going to happen or not but certainly as a TV thing that will be the final season of Peaky Blinders How I Met Your Father which we previously said was coming this March apparently has been bumped back to May so it's going out in the US I think at the moment but uh, in the UK on Disney Plus they bumped it back a bit to May the 11th that is apparently moved to Raised by Wolves, Sky Atlantic have confirmed. That's coming on the 23rd of March, they have said. So that will be dropping on Sky Atlantic and On Demand as well. So there's that. Last of Us, the TV series, they have said won't be premiering this year. They have categorically, HBO, said that is not happening. They just won't have time to have finished it by then. So um, some point in the first half of 2023, they've said that series will drop. But hmm. that well, that's the aim anyway. But with all the COVID stuff and the extra protocols and just the logistics of shooting it, they're not going to get it completed by the end of this year enough Mm -hmm. to be able to put it out so
1: they've also put out a few more um casting notices i think it was sam or one of the two characters they were looking for an actor to play him and there was an actor who was a trans actor noted that he's going to be joy i can't remember the character they're going to be playing but they said that they've been added to the cast as well so cool. yeah it's interesting that they're still casting i can't think of any i mean obviously there's loads of characters from the second game to add but then you're going to add them way 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 later in, in yeah. the story because obviously you've still got to tell the, maybe a different adapted story of the first game which you've still got a lot of that to do yeah because somebody guessed that the transactor could be for a character from the second game and I was like no no it's, too, it's way too early to, to do that you might want to contact some of those actors maybe for preparation but you've still got to get through the first season anyway but yeah given that they're still casting a few roles can't think of loads of them maybe um, David still from the first game the one that tried to attack Ellie I don't think they've cast him yet they did recast Bill they gave that to To uh, Nick Arthurman which is a a pretty good choice but yeah given that they're still putting out casting notices for different characters and stuff and they haven't obviously got to certain story beats because of that it makes sense that it won't start this year I'm curious as to when we get a trailer because you don't necessarily need all those other casting additions to get to a trailer because they have casted quite a few people so far so you could use some footage for those maybe to, to get a trailer out. I'm wondering when that could be though. Maybe like a Comic Con type of thing, possibly. Mm. Yes. It's, it's, that it's hard would make to tell. sense. It's hard to tell what they've what they've actually filmed right now and
0: I suspect they're probably gonna have enough to be able to do something for Comic Con when that comes around. Yeah. Even if it's like a one minute trailer yeah.
1: to just just to show you what it looks like, see what a clicker looks like and that sort of thing.
0: Yeah, so. I, I suspect it will be a presence at Comic Con without a doubt, I would have thought. Mm-hmm. One of the other announcements for one of the other big shows obi-wan kenobi it was announced this week that john williams is basically proclaimed that he was pretty much done with star wars has been coaxed back to do his first tv series since 1985 he's doing obi-wan kenobi and doing the music for that which is great and uh, i i think makes perfect sense because it is part of that skywalker saga so uh, I mean, there are people that can kind of imitate John Williams, but having the man himself come back and do it, I think is superb. So they've announced that it will be original John Williams music for Obi-Wan Kenobi, which is. Brilliant. And Tales of the Walking Dead, who announced a bunch of casts before. This is obviously the anthology series thing, so uh, each episode is a is a different kind of thing. So they have basically employing a whole bunch of one-off characters, which may or may not get moulded into the main Walking Dead at some point, but uh, more people have been added to that cast. So Olivia Munn, is joining Danny Ramirez who is in Falcon Winter Soldier uh, Lone Chabanal who is in something called Fading Gigolo Embeth Davids who was in and Ray Donovan Jesse T Usher who is in The Boys and Gage Monroe who is in Nobody they have announced are joining the cast of that so uh, they've, I mean that's what about 15 people they've announced to that so far and that's without sort of saying which of the actual Walking Dead current cast of the various shows may be popping up so you know Mm -hmm. lots of people involved in that
1: yeah yeah there's so many options as we've discussed kind of with this a bit before there's so many options as to what you could do with this and i'm i am more excited for this show than the daryl Carroll thing because of reasons we've discussed a a lot of times before watching you know daryl and carol in the woods yes (laughs) doing carol making soup daryl fixing his bike (laughs) Remember that, remember that glorious episode of television? Thing? Yes. Yeah. Yes. Uh, never mind. But um, yeah, there's just so many options you could do with this and a lot of creativity you could put into it. And obviously, because these characters won't be carrying over to next episodes, you are obviously going to have to cast quite a few people for this. I'm guessing this will be about 10 episodes. I don't think you'd need, you wouldn't need to do like a full 16 for this. No. I don't think. Um, so yeah, it'd be interesting to see what they can do. I remember a few weeks ago, they added Terry Crews, which yes. I didn't think I'd quite see Terry Crews in The Walking Dead, but that's very, very cool. Yeah. But uh, yeah, a few notable, obviously, names in there. Jesse Tiasa from, from The Boys is great. But I suppose the sentiment here is the same one for The Suicide Squad, which is don't get attached to these characters because yeah. any of them can really die, which is interesting as well, isn't it? So. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, but then obviously if characters survive the episodes and they really catch on, then you can do other things with those characters, like have them show up
0: I, I assume elsewhere you or killed them off. <laughs> yeah, yeah. If,
1: if they haven't died, yeah, 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 you can do other things with them. So yeah, I'm quite looking forward to this one. It'll just depend who. Like, I think you mentioned this a few weeks ago. Who picks it up in the UK? Because I really don't want the BT AMC thing to to pick this up. I'm hoping it's Amazon. Yeah, because you can actually watch all of not up to date, but all of the three Walking Dead shows, can't you?
0: You can watch them on Amazon. And, and I mean, certainly with, with Fear, you can actually watch that as it goes out, but you've got to buy yeah, the season. Uh, yeah. You can buy a season pass for that. And then it does go on to Prime, but it takes about 12 months for that to happen from the original launch. So if you yeah. don't want to pay for it, you can wait. So I suspect it will end up on Amazon at some point, but not immediately, or it may go on immediately, but you'll have to pay for the season. So we'll have to wait and see what happens with that. That would be my guess, is they'll do what they do with Fear, with is he's put it on to buy as well as putting it out on amc if it goes down the same route as fear unless somebody offers them a whole wodge of money to get the exclusive rights to it but the only person that would probably do that is amazon I mean, maybe Disney Plus, but I honestly don't know. I'm not convinced that Disney Plus would fork out for it. We'll see where that lands. In terms of other bigger news, there was a big press tour this week. CBS Viacom were one of the people that had a sort of big conference thing, and they announced a whole load of things. One of the main things is the fact that it's not going to be called CBS Viacom anymore. They're actually changing their name, and they are going to be known as Paramount Global, or otherwise referred to as Paramount. So uh, that sort of makes sense, because it means that the company will be called Paramount and the streaming service will be called Paramount Plus. So that'll be That be thats a bit better. Yeah. Yeah, rather than it being Viacom CBS. The elephant in the room of course is Paramount Plus UK and as we've mentioned before we had been told that they were aiming for a spring 2022 launch date. At that call they basically said summer 2022. So it seems that date that they're aiming for has slipped a bit. I don't know what the reasoning for that is. My guess is that it's probably trying to sort rights out and there are certain shows that they want to get back before they actually launch it. We know, obviously, the whole kerfuffle with Discovery and Netflix, so we know that they've got that back. I wonder if it's the same issue with things like Picard or maybe some of the other shows which are on Sky at the moment. I don't know. I mean, what makes it slightly weird as well is Paramount and Sky have this joint streaming service in some areas not in the uk but in some european countries that don't have paramount plus and don't have sky they've launched a joint streaming service which is called sky showtime so they are Sky is working with Paramount and also Paramount Plus will be part of the Sky Cinema package in the UK. So they are having quite a close relationship. I just wonder if there's maybe some contractual things that they've got to figure out. So I I think it's just a lot more complex than maybe it looks on the surface than them just going, hey, we're launching it. So yeah, summer 2022. uh, Some of the reports were saying summer 2022. Some of the reports were saying launched by summer 2022. So it may come earlier than that. Don't know for definite at the moment but other than they are saying summer 2022 so that's kind of frustrating because the Strange New World series is launching in May and that would seem like the perfect thing to launch it with but We'll see whether that happens. When does um, Discovery's current season end? We're about halfway through at the moment, aren't we? So,
1: right, it took like a mid-season break or something, didn't it?
0: Yeah, and it only recently came back, and we're like one or two episodes in, so it's probably got another somewhere between mm-hmm. four and six episodes to go, possibly.
1: Because what I thought was possibly going to happen, which doesn't look likely, is that that season finishes... Halo starts and then it launches. Then you've got like a box set of whether they put them out weekly or box set, whatever, for Star Trek. You do that and then you launch because Halo would have been quite a good thing to launch with as well. Yeah, that would have been a smart thing to do. But uh, if it's summer, obviously, it's going to probably go past even... What, Halo is mid-season or something?
0: Yeah, I mean, it is. In terms of the actual Paramount Plus schedule, it seems to be they're doing Discovery, then they're doing Halo, then they're doing Strange New Worlds. Those seem to be the next sort of three big tentpole shows. And if they're not launching on Halo, it would sort of make sense to launch on Strange New Worlds, but again, May may be a bit early for it. So we'll see. And the problem is they don't have Picard. because right, Amazon's the other got the new upcoming yeah. season, yeah. Because Picard would have been March. I mean, he's coming to the UK. It's just coming on Amazon in March. Um, mm-hmm. And the only thing they've got announced actually for Summer is Lower Decks, which, I mean, I love Lower Decks, but it's not really as much of a tentpole show as something like New Worlds would be
1: well at least when it comes out it will have most of these or have them coming up so yes it should it won't be like not to criticize Disney plus too much but when that launched it was basically decades of old Disney and Pixar films Marvel <laughs> yeah. films and then the Mandalorian yes uh, which was great and everything but <laughs> yeah yeah,
0: yeah. No. I mean yes I mean the amount that service has improved since launch is ridiculous oh yeah in terms of films and stuff because they announced a bunch of films which are both cinematic and and releases coming to Paramount Plus. Quiet Place is back with a third one and that's going to have a theatrical debut in 2025 so it's a bit off. There is another movie coming out in 2023 which I think is isn't that the one that they've said isn't going to be following the same family. Yeah. I think yeah. so that's coming out September 22nd. 2023 and then there is also a quiet place part three which presumably goes back to the original family and that's going to come out in 2025 so that's an actual sequel as opposed to a quiet place somewhere else which is going to be coming out in 2023 lots Mm -hmm. of quiet place stuff coming up which i'm sure you're very happy about
1: yeah i was just trying to figure out how old i'm going to be in 2025 i'm going to be 30 something so (laughs) that's that's fun
0: (laughs) yeah excellent
1: because i'll be 28 this year so yeah, cool so if you get it to me before i get too old that'll be that'll be great <laughs> but um no, I'm very excited to see more from from a Quiet Place. I think they're they already sort of pre-announced a third film, which is the spin-off. Yes. And now they announced an actual Quiet Place three. Some people are going to get still confused by that, but it yes. is what really it is. Because as much as I do enjoy following the main family, obviously, it's, but yeah, I'm looking forward to seeing I suppose which other characters they're going to go with. I mean, they did introduce um Cillian Murphy as a character in the second film, and he was really really good in that. Just excited to go back into this world. This to me, this is one of the few franchises that. You don't really want to. I mean, you don't have much option now. But um if you wanted to watch the first two films, I would really say that you—that's like a film that's built for the cinema experience. So I obviously tried to get out to, to cinema for, for those couple of films. But yeah. it's just a very, very particular experience. But I'm just—I'm just glad that Paramount's sticking with this, and clearly the first two films have done well enough to where they've greenlit all these other things. We'll see where it goes. There's still plenty for me to look forward to. Just so basically next year and then two years after that. So they're not too badly sort of spread out because now if you look at 2025 now you're like oh that's so far away but then you've got one end of next year so it's not too long to wait even though when the second one was coming out it got delayed by another year so i had to wait for that so um they're they're very few and far between these these releases but i'm I'm looking forward to seeing what they've got anyway so yeah Yeah.
0: moving on to other franchises they've announced that there is a new theatrical star trek movie coming with the movie cast so separate from the this is the kelvin universe cast rather than the tv cast jj brown Producing Max Shankman directing. Max Shankman, uh, not a name that I knew, but he was the person that produced and directed wandavision and has also done things like Fargo and Game of Thrones and, and lots of other decent TV. So I mean mm. he's he's a fairly bad solid TV then. Yeah, yeah. he's done the boys as well, actually, and the great and a whole bunch of other things. So I mean he's a he's a really solid director. Another Kelvin Universe Star Trek. I mean, fine. I'm kind of more interested in the TV universe at this point but you know whatever if they're going to do it fine Hmm. there is an expansion to the Spongebob universe coming exclusive to Disney Plus. (laughs) Plus three brand new movies based on show's original characters with the first dropping in 2023 there is also a fourth Spongebob release from Nickelodeon animation which is currently in development for a theatrical release Transformers have got another chapter coming Transformers Rise of the Beast which will star Anthony Ramos will lead the first three films installments of the iconic Hasbro property. There's also a previously announced untitled animated Transformers film as well so presumably this new kind of Transformers film franchise is going to be live action and then there's an animated one which is coming in 2024. I have completely lost interest in all the Transformers stuff ever since the Michael Bay days so you know fine if you like Transformers they're out there but yes.
1: Yeah the only Transformers thing I'm interested in is Bumblebee 2 with Hayley Steinfeld whenever that's going to be because not only do I not remember which Transformers film I last watched but the last one I watched was very bad and it was just big robots flying around all over the place punching each other Mm -hmm. with... A bit of a lack of story. I think one of the main characters died, but I can't even remember. And then they re- they replaced both of the. It was um Megan Fox and whatever the other guy's name was. I can't think of his name right now. But he got replaced by I think it was like Mark Wahlberg. And then Megan Fox got replaced, and that was not really explained. Yes. Um. And then they tried to just continue. They tried to sort of continue the Transformers story, but replace the humans. And then mm-hmm. I was like, "What is going on? Yeah, no." Uh, and then and then I think Transformers something of the moon or whatever it was like two hours 15 minutes i was like oh isn't it there's no way i'm going anywhere near idea yeah that. yeah yes
0: Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles are also making a return, but in animated form rather than live action. There is a new animated take on the Turtles coming to theatres. It's produced by Seth Rogen and Evan Goldberg, who are the people behind The Boys and Preacher and uh, or lots of other fairly gory stuff. So I do wonder if this is going to be kind of an adult animated thing, but we'll see. Hmm. Um, it's beginning in 2023. Nickelodeon Animation will fast follow the film with a series it's of exclusive movies for power paramount plus beginning also in 2023 that's coming if you're into the turtles um mm-hmm. I, it's given that Rogan and Goldberg are involved I like I say I do wonder whether that's going to be a bit more violent and more in the vein of what the original comics were but we'll see
1: I did recently watch the um the ni- film from the 90s did that yeah. for this season of classic reviews that was really really good yeah and I've been recommended for a long time that okay if you want like the best of the ninja Turtles that that's the one to go to and that was certainly the case okay so I uh, I very much enjoyed that I think that's got a couple of sequels I need to watch but um yeah seeing as we're actually getting Paramount plus we'll, we'll have it by 2023 we, i think we can say that that's pretty safe <laughs> yeah um it's going to have a bit of a life over on paramount plus some animated films and some shows uh we'll see how that goes
0: yeah. yeah teen wolf is getting a reunion the tv show is going to get a full-length movie you've got some not all of the cast back uh tyler posey holland roden Shelley henning crystal reed orny adams Lyndon ashby rj born seth gilliam Colton Hayes Melissa Ponzo and Dylan Sprayberry they are saying additional names to be announced but that's who they've announced so far so if you're into the Teen Wolf TV series then there is a film coming on Paramount Plus for that And SEAL Team, interestingly, the TV show led by David Baranis is getting a film as well. It's going to be a standalone movie, which they're making specifically for Paramount+. Plus. So, yeah, I like that. That's also got another season coming as well. But, um, yes, I thought the fact that they're doing a movie for that was quite interesting. Moving on to animation, Beavis and Butthead, we know that they've revived that. That is coming back. We've talked about that before. They've also said South Park, Paramount Plus is going to be the exclusive home of that show. Basically, all of South Park internationally is going on there from later this year. So presumably when Paramount Plus launches here, there'll be a new series exclusively going out from 2024 and then in the US from 2025. That's where you'll find South Park in the US as well. So internationally first and then internationally in the US for all the back episodes of South Park there are a couple of other kids shows as well some Dora the Explorer stuff and uh, Blue's Big City Adventure there's there's those coming in terms of the animation things scripted drama comedy stuff 1932 which is coming I think they've actually just launched this in the US actually but that's the next chapter of the Yellowstone saga it actually goes back in time it follows the 1932 earlier generation of the Yellowstone Dutton family that's set in the the sort of prohibition Great Depression era. So if you're into Yellowstone, there's that. They've got a thing called Landman, which has Billy Bob Thornton tapped to lead the upcoming series as a crisis manager for an oil company. You've got something called Lioness, which stars Zoe Solander playing Joe, a strong world hard node station chief at CIA's Lioness program, whatever that happens to be. But there's that. So Zoe Solander. There is a show called Tulsa King, which stars Sylvester Stallone. That's a big name. Yeah, it yeah. doesn't give any more about. I mean, they've talked about that before, apparently but uh, that is coming. Huh. There is an NCAS spin-off called NCS Sydney, which is another spin-off from the NCAS franchise that's Slated to land on 2023, uh, feature local stories with Australian actors and producers, filmed in one of the world's most scenic harbours. It's from Shane Brennan, who is the Aussie creator of NCIS LA, is attached to it. So presumably he wanted to go back home and um, film in his own country. So that's what he's doing. A couple of UK based titles as well. A Gentleman in Moscow, which is based on the best selling novel drama series, tells the story of Count Roslov, who in 1922 finds himself stuck in Moscow on the wrong side of history the communist party agreed to let him live but he will never be allowed to set foot outside of the Metropole Hotel until the day he dies so there's that coming that's a gentleman in Moscow and Sexy Beast which is a prequel series based on the cult classic film which has bounced around various networks I think but they've actually landed that and given it a series order on Paramount Plus now so that is coming it's got one of the showrunners from The Sopranos behind that, so that will land Hmm. there. And they have got other things coming as well, which they've already talked about, like a, a Fatal Attraction TV series, Grease, Rise of the Pink Ladies, and The Offer, which is the thing based around the making of The Godfather as well. So lots of interesting stuff coming up on Paramount+. Yeah,
1: definitely. There's a few things that stick out there, a few things that we don't really know a ton about yet until we see some more. You've got the Ninja Turtles, some Star Trek stuff, and, of course, my thing I most care about is, is a quiet place. Yeah. So we'll see. Plus, like we said, they've got all the um Trek Star Trek shows and Halo and that kind of thing to come. So yeah, there's a few things there to, to look at once we get the service and then for the future of the service, but some things that we'll just have to wait and see what they look like.
0: Yeah, moving off Paramount and over onto HBO Max and uh, the WB side of things. There's a new drama in the works she has been given a straight series order for HBO Max called The Girls on the Bus. It's a drama series adaptation of Amy Chosnick's best-selling book, Chasing Hillary. There's a chapter in the book which talked about the Girls on the Bus. It's a character-driven comedic drama series revolving around four female journalists, one of whom may be played by Melissa Benoist, who was Supergirl, who follows every move of a parade of flawed presidential candidates while finding friendship, love, and scandal along the way. So it's basically a bunch of the female journalists that are following a presidential election campaign. And Melissa Benoist is in negotiations, apparently, to play one of the main four leads out of that The reason for that, of course, being that it is a Blanti Productions show. It's also Julie Pleck that's involved with it as well, who is the person behind things like Vampire Diaries. What's interesting with this is it's for HBO Max, and Julie Pleck and Blanti have both been very much CW people. Up until this point. But there are talks of Mm. them selling off the CW because it basically doesn't make any money. What they make money out of is the shows that they create for the CW and they make money selling those shows internationally. But the channel itself doesn't make any cash for WB or for CBS, who are the two people that own it. So they're actually talking about just selling the channel to somebody else entirely. And because of that, it's made people like Belanti a little bit nervous about putting new shows directly on there by the sounds of it. So when you're launching something big and different, he's kind of pushed to move this onto HBO max. Apparently Uh, Mm. I like Melissa a lot. This would be an interesting, different role for her. I quite like political things. I I think Julie Plecky's is great. The Blanty productions can be a bit up and down sometimes. And uh, the fact that they've they've also got Amy Chosnick in there involved, who was the, the author of the book, and she's actually involved in the development of the series as well. So this could be quite good. Yeah, yeah, it could be good.
1: Obviously, Melissa Benoist is the uh, the name to get, I suppose, attached to here. I did see, uh, I think, a bit of news about this yesterday, that she was, like, tipped to potentially star in this, which is the headline you kind of want to run with, especially because she's been in, what, like, Glee and, obviously, Supergirl and stuff. So she's got some star power to her name, which is good. Yeah, we'll see how this works. I'm curious to see how she would work in a a little sort of focused thing which is interesting like you mentioned with the CW I did see some headlines about that that they might look to sell the CW I wonder what that would mean for because there is quite a lot of TV on the CW still isn't there Mm -hmm. Um, not just the DC shows but like other things as well and where they would all go I guess they would move somewhere else or I I, I don't know well
0: I mean if they're WB shows you can just shift everything onto HBO Max it may be a case of whoever buys the CW does a to keep the shows on there, but I don't know what that looks like. If they're if they're saying the reason for selling it is the fact that it doesn't make any money, who who's going to actually buy that unless you're going to make some fairly dramatic changes to the programming? So. Uh, mm, which I, is a lot, yeah. I don't know. It's it's an interesting one well, that, but we'll we'll see how that all sort of plays out. But yes, uh, so that's called Girls on the Bus, and that's for HBO Max, and that has been given a series order. So where that will land over here, God only knows. But yes, that has been commissioned, and uh, there was a little bit of casting news for the Fallout series as well. Not the main casting news, but it is a very big name, uh, Walter Goggins, who you all know from everything from like he voiced uh, Cecil. In Invincible, he was in Righteous Gemstones, he was in Justified, he was in the second season of Deep State, he's been in Sons of Anarchy, he's been in loads of different things. Walter Goggins has been cast in the Fallout series, which is from Jonathan Nolan and Lisa Joy, the people behind Westworld. They haven't officially revealed what well who Walter Goggins will be playing. It's but it, it's not going to be the lead vault dweller by the sounds of it. He looks like he's going to be playing a ghoul, which, of course, if you know your Fallout history, the ghouls are the mutated humans who were exposed to radiation but sort of survived after the Great War. So... Yeah, I think that's actually a really interesting bit of casting and he's a great actor and I like the people that are behind that. I'm really quite intrigued by this Fallout series because I love the Fallout games.
1: I mean, the only one I've played I think is 4, which is where... Is it your son that you look for or something? Yes. It's been been a while. So I don't know the plot of the other games. So it'd be interesting to see what plot they choose to actually go with apart from the, you know, general just scavenging in a deserted kind of world. Yes. Um, A bit kind of Mandalorian, Boba Fett-esque. Um, I was speaking to this with, with Robert yesterday because we are doing the gaming talk one. Obviously, it's for Fallout. And I was kind of saying about how you've you've got like Paramount's now got Halo, who's like the masked kind of person and all that sort of thing. Then you've got Boba Fett, obviously Mandalorian. And now you've got the, uh, like you said, the Vault Dweller from Fallout. So everybody's trying to get their own kind of like masked sort of scavenging hero, <laughs> I suppose, which is which is interesting. Obviously, this was ordered a while ago, I think. Yeah, They announced it a while ago. So yeah, that'll be uh, interesting as well. But um, yeah, it just depends what plot they go with and how things go from there.
0: Yeah, I mean I I played everything from three i didn't play the original kind of isometric top-down games so right. yeah i, I played th- three new vegas and four and i have played a bit of uh, the online thing as well although it's 76 not, yeah, yeah it's not as good yeah That's i mean for, put it. <laughs> yes it's got a lot better than it was but it, it, it's still not great so i do love this world though so i i think it's going to be kind of interesting to see what they do with that as well
1: mm-hmm. and you got the people behind west world don't they yeah exactly um, on there and the budget of amazon which is a good combination. exactly
0: yes so, so you know there's money in it and there's good people behind it and uh, they seem to be making some really interesting casting decisions with mm-hmm. somebody like walter goggins so yep. one to watch out for we don't know when that's going to drop but it is in development right now
1: i was saying to robert as well hopefully this doesn't take as long to make us the lord of the Rings show
0: yeah <laughs> i hope not though <laughs> yeah that's all the news we've got for this week just some highlights for next week on tv <laughs> So, highlights for next week. There uh, aren't that many shows, but there are some quite big hitters in here. So, uh, Frayed Stars, its second season, that's on Sky Max, that's on the 23rd of February at 10pm. Resident Alien is back for its second season, that's on Sky Max, that's on the 24th of February at 9pm. I love the first season of that. Uh, Alan Tudig is just hilarious, and it's really, really good. Vikings Valhalla, which is the follow-up to michael Hurst's original viking series but uh, none of the same characters because it's set a few hundred years in the future Uh, not the future but the future from the original series that's vikings valhalla coming to netflix rather than amazon who ran the original series that's on the 25th of february that that will drop wolf like me coming to prime video on the 25th of february as well that's a romantic comedy but dark weird comedy sort of thing it's uh when Mary and Gary's universe collide, both are terrified their baggage will tear them apart. But Wolf Like Me, that's called. That's 25th of February on Prime Video. Then we have on the BBC, which have both of the big shows dropping this week, Peaky Blinders season six, as we mentioned, 27th of February 9pm. That is back and Killing Eve season four and that is the final season of Killing Eve that lands on BBC iPlayer on the 28th of February don't know when that's going to go out on broadcast they've only mentioned iPlayer so far because it's going out the day after the US but 28th of February for Killing Eve on iPlayer for season four so that is everything for this week if they want to find more of you where can they find you? you can head over to entertainmenttalk.org or find us on
1: your podcast platform of choice by searching for that name entertainment. I talk for TV, video games, films, Manchester United podcast. If you want to hear about my thoughts on the thrilling 4-2 win against Leeds, uh, which is a big derby, which happened to the weekend. That was good. We were 2-0 up at halftime and then within like five minutes of the second half, they'd scored two crazy sort of goals. But so a big, uh, exciting game and it was very, very wet and rainy and windy. So the, play, yes. <laughs> like the ball was really hard to pass around. You could sort of tell. So that was interesting. And then there's a really big game on Wednesday, Atletico Madrid in the Champions League. That's back. Good old uh, Champions League midweek games so that's good recently reviewed uh, Scream the revival of the 2022 film uh, me and David will be back on Wednesday I assume we're doing it on Wednesday still yes. for The Walking Dead doing the game and Talk podcast uh, we talked about Cyberpunk's big recent next gen patch which is uh, 1.5 and uh, just a bunch of other just discussion reviews those sorts of podcasts over on entertainmenttalk.org uh, you can find me on Twitch etalkuk for all my different game streams you can find the YouTube channel as well which has got those archived and loads and loads of game clips and things like that which on our YouTube channel uh, entertainment talk place, so lots to uh, have a look at as well on those different platforms
0: yeah so go and check matt out over on entertainmenttalk.org. for other people involved in the show you can of course go and find bex who is on twitch.tv forward slash trista Bytes. that's b-y-t-e-s she's streaming daily for lots of silly fun over there and a few evenings as well so go and check out her schedule always worth going to watch and see the silliness on bex's channel over there that's twitch.tv forward slash trista Bytes for for Daryl, you can go and find him over on hollywoodnorthnews.net for all the TV shows that you love, which are shot in Canada. For us, you can find us at geektown.co.uk throughout where you can see all the latest air date information. If you want to get in touch with your questions or comments, email us on podcast.geektown.co.uk. Leave a message on the website post. Find us at Geektown on Twitter, on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash geektown, on YouTube at youtube.com forward slash geektown, and on Instagram at geektownuk. That is everything. We shall see you next week. Bye-bye. Goodbye.